Well, hey, thanks for joining me. Welcome to the Fun Zone. My name is Nordista Freeze. I'm an artist out of Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm very excited today to have two guests from season one rejoining me together as we have a conversation, catching up with both of them, seeing what they've been up to during quarantine, and uh, talking about their musical endeavors. So please welcome Ella Mine and Jack Thompson into the fun zone. What's up? What's up? Hey, Jack. How's it going? Hey, man. Jack it's Thompson. going well. Hello, everybody. It's me. It's really good to see you. It's good I to see you, too. Ella too. Do you see her? She's sideways. Oh. Hey, uh, if you flip your camera and then flip it back, I bet it'll fix it. <laughs> um, hey, Ella. Whoa, wait, do I have to tap this to talk? I don't know. It's good to see you. You too. How's it going? Hey, friends. Yeah. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, uh, I'm very, I'm very glad to have both of you here. I haven't seen either of you in a minute. Where have y'all been? Yes. Where have I been? I know. Have y'all been doing anything fun? What's been up? Oh man, um, just you know, staying healthy and uh, making music when we can. I speak for both of us. Hey. Yeah, I don't talk anymore because I'm can't talk anymore. Whoa, look at that mask. What do you think of my new COVID idea? I think um I think instead of like a regular mask, we should all just wear these. What do you oh, think? Oh no. <laughs> I think that would work. I hate it. I think it would be so much more fun. I think I think it would be like Halloween every day. No, I'm just kidding. I think I could have a good attitude about it. Jack, your mic is a lot hotter than Ella's. Oh, then maybe I'll turn it down. Turn it down a hair if you could. I totally can. Um, last Dude, time. What's up? How are you? Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. I'm. I'm here in. Uh, I'm here in, in the closet. Game, in the closet. This is my new space. This is my new office. Um, awesome. yeah. I'm. I'm doing well. I'm. Uh, I'm just at home working on a bunch of different projects, and, you know, really, it's just a day by day these days. I don't think much. I don't think too far ahead, right now. <laughs> it's just about getting what I need to get done within that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Jack, where are you drinking coffee from? I'm drinking coffee from the well. Is my mic? Do you think I should go down? I think you should go come up now. Oh my goodness. Meet that in the middle. What are you drinking, Ella? How's that? Oh, I'm drinking coffee out of a rabbit room mug that is the kind of shape that keeps my coffee warm for a long time. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. that's the perfect like shape. A, it is. And I'm like a slow, I drink it slowly. And so this is perfect for me because it keeps it warm. Jack, yeah. you're a fast coffee drinker, right? What's, oh, yeah. I do everything um, fast. <laughs> Whoa. Just whenever I'm, whenever I'm like, if it anything, yeah, if it's liquid or, um, <laughs> yeah, I drink and eat. <laughs> Um, um wait ella what what um i know that there's big arguments about mug types 
Oh, Freeze just flexes with his <laughs> Um, what would that what would that one be called? Like that shape? Because I know that there's. I don't know. Really? Because there's that, the diner shape, which is like the overdub hug mug, mm, you know. Yeah. Uh, or like the Waffle House mug. Right? Yeah. Um, and then there's the cappuccino shape, which I actually like to do that. I like to get a cappuccino mug, and then have like my sixteen ounce to go coffee cup. Uh, and then you just slowly pour it in the cappuccino. So you still feel fancy, but you, you get the mm. feeling. Whoa, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's nice. Wow, our barista friend Jack is really Oh, yeah. Educated. Okay, so, Clever. so then how do, you, how do you pour the perfect latte is what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's cut to it, Jack. We want to know, how's the album coming? How are you? Yeah. Last time we talked, you just funded your album. You were the... Second guest? No, Ella was the second guest. You were the fourth guest on the entire show. Yeah. And now do you're I back. The, do I still have the longest running episode? You do. As far <laughs> as I know. We can check. But yeah. That feels good. Especially after how many you've done. Because what are you on season two right now? Yes. Yeah, so this is episode 46 today. That is so cool. Are they, These are, are they, amazing. Are they Thank you so much. Seasons? Yes, there's 30 episodes per season is kind of what I'm going for. But yeah, you're two hours and nine minutes. Samaz was two hours and seven minutes. Gosh, the day that he figured out that he didn't have the longest podcast episode. was You know, it, it was his own fault. It was his own fault. He had a he had a he something he had to do later that night. He was like going <laughs> on a date or something. So I was like, well, you know, you're not going to get the longest fun zone if you plan a date. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be single to get the longest uh <laughs> No, yeah. The longest fun For sure. <laughs> um, awesome. well yeah. How are things going? You still making the album? Dude, the album. Yeah, it's <laughs> thanks for asking about it. I uh things are are different than I thought they would be. Right now I'm like I'm still in pre-production surprisingly and I I know that that's that's a lot of Oh my goodness, Siri thought I was talking to her. That's kind of weird. I don't think Aww. we all heard but she's talking in my ears. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I am looking for uh, an engineer for my record, and I'm having a lot of meetings with mentors uh, that are much smarter than me and have been around a lot longer, and we're looking for the perfect engineer for the record. Also still um, getting, you know, reference tracks. That's been a, a super fun but also daunting task and basically what a reference track is <laughs> for all our listeners uh, <laughs> is it's like uh it's not it's not like you want to copy you know a, a piece of music but in order for the engineer and producer to have context for what you want it's really helpful to uh create playlists of music that you like and sometimes a song will you'll be like you put it on a reference track, but you're like, I just love the bass on this track. You know, it and it's it's interesting to sort of break that down. And but in the end, I think it's gonna be really helpful. I think now we're sort of narrowing in on what exactly I want for the project, which I'm just so glad to have. That's good time to break that down. I feel really yeah. lucky. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um. That's interesting. Wow. So, I mean, 
when was the album fully funded? When was your Kickstarter campaign? Late July. Late July. Late July. Wow. So, so it's been about half a year. It has. It's been about half a year. Hold on. Let me see this light. It's right here. Actually, no. It's been like the August, September, October, November. It's been like four months. Jack's um, reference track playlist is on. It's like nothing more excited about than listening to this reference track playlist. It's so cool. You've heard it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it live? There's, well, no. It's a big secret. Oh, okay. I think I'll, I think I'll, well, no, not really. Ella, it's not a secret for you um, or for anyone to know about it, that it is its existence. But it is, it's like, you can make a playlist secret on Spotify. And I'm sure at one point I'm going to share it. I'm excited to share it. But I feel like it's, um, right now is not the time for sure. Yeah. I like keeping something secret. Yeah, right. You could always release it like after the album's out. Oh yeah, I think also that'd be so interesting mm-hmm. for people to go back and see what we were thinking. And um, also, it's ever it's ever changing. You know, the longer I spend on pre production, the better I it gets. Like objectively, I think the better it gets. Yeah. And then I right. have like I have also like the big playlist which Ella's talking about, but then also individual songs will have just. Oh man, it, it's so much, but uh, trying to be thorough and uh, it just means that we're going to, you know, step in and record the record fairly quickly um, from what I can see that's going to happen. I think the Sound Emporium, the the big room, Studio A, is what we're going for, which I'm just, I think wow. I'm going to be shaking the whole time in a good way. <laughs> a lot of vibrato on the record. <laughs> <laughs> That's really exciting. That's really exciting. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait, Jack. That's that's really cool. Um, Dude, thank you. You've been I, here for all of it. Yeah, we're gonna, and you know, I want to keep being here for it as a friend, and also on the fun zone. I want, I want to keep hearing what's been going on. Um, Ella, you are on a different part of a cycle, album cycle, because you put out your album. Uh, I guess. Five months ago, was it? Yeah, in August. Yeah. August. Mhm. So, three months ago. That's like not even that long ago. Mm-mm. Yeah. Or four months ago, depending. I yeah. don't know. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, not very long. <laughs> yeah. What What have you been up to? I know you've been making some music videos for the Arcadian Wild. Yeah, the chalk, uh, chalkboard stop motion animation. We're about to start the fourth one their fourth song um we're gonna do a little this is so controversial we're going to go visit his grandparents for christmas isaac's grandparents and um because they insist that we do so we're gonna do like a quarantine um beforehand um like a super like more intense than what we have been doing and um and we're going to make the fourth video during that. Because <laughs> every time that we make one of those videos, it's essentially a quarantine anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just know yet. Where you are you? Really, <laughs> like in the you basement. can't really contact them. Yeah. You're um, like, hello? <laughs> so, so we did that one right before Christmas. But um, I've, I've been shipping out um, all of my Kickstarter rewards from this album, and oh. which has been so fun. Because I'm like, 
I'm writing a little thank you note to everybody who backed it and like with their with all of the merchandise that they get and it's so Jack I hope you do something like this I mean it's like a lot of time and a lot of work but it is so sweet to have a few minutes to think about each person individually that mm. helped make the record happen um so that's been really cool um that and then cool. I'm working on some new music um a new project that I'm really excited about and is kind of secret so I won't tell you about it <laughs> is it sweet love songs yes, I or will um but yeah Jeff about it but she won't tell you about it either. it is sweet songs um but there's a new uh there's a new factor um so snap a secret factor yeah secret factor <laughs> Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, uh, you know, I guess we'll have to keep waiting on that. That sounds cool. Um, yeah. I'm excited to a, hear whatever you make. We should, we should have a private Zoom exchange. Yeah, we can uh, after this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm getting a a notebook in today. Um, that is like gonna be my notebook for this project, and it's the most beautiful one that I've ever bought. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited. Oh, can you it will tell be us? A what the notebook yeah we want it yeah well i'll send it to you. i don't know what it's called um it's, i can't remember. is it moleskin it's not everybody's screaming about those no. in a good way <laughs> those are really cool those are awesome yeah we got a moleskin right right here let's see this is what this is what i use question ella what do you think about the dot books like the books with dots instead of lines <gasps> No comment. I don't what? use lines at all. I just use blank paper. Just empty. I like graph paper a lot. Because I can like make, make my own rules, you know what I mean? <laughs> graph paper is so fun. I love it. Yeah. I like that too. That's Do y'all, when, when, what's y'all's notebook philosophy as far as like, um, do you have any, like, when you open up a new notebook, what goes through your head? Like what psychologically happens to you when you start a new notebook? And then two, uh, when do you finish it? Is it like a last page thing? Or is it a time thing? Is it a season? It's a time thing for me. I'll, I'll, I will normally be done with a notebook before it's before it's all used up. But, but I'll just put, I mean, I just squeeze everything together. So I, I don't really worry about I don't get nervous about what I put on there. I, I put in, anything in, but then like the pages get full. Like I'm trying to find a good example, but I'll have like four or five different like lists and ideas on one piece of paper, just divided by like a line. Are they, so they're, are they like relating to one topic? Do you go through one notebook at a time? Yeah, I go through one notebook at a time and they can be totally unrelated to each other. Like this is some stuff about like PROs, you know, it's just like, bunch of just wow. like different charts and ideas that's really pretty thanks yeah i've been taking uh one-on-one -on -one lessons on pros and royalties and uh, non-interactive etc through a guy named dan my friend that was dan. so mad right now why <laughs> how long how long has she been offering you lessons <laughs> oh no no that's not true <laughs> <laughs> Ella, are you a teacher? No, but my songs are registered. 
I'm registered now on uh, uh, through BMI, through Nina at BMI. He's my representative. Are you doing your publishing there too? Um, we can talk about this later. <laughs> yeah, we can. Whatever. Um, are you meaning like am I signing a contract, like giving away my publishing to them? No. Are you making? I mean. Are you earning all of the money that you can be earning, or are you earning only earning half of it? I'm earning all of it. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing, well, you know, let's break into it in case anyone listening cares. Um, I got my IPI number, and <laughs> let's see. I'm now trying to collect on the composition and the master recording. So I've got the PRO, performance royalties, and the mechanical royalties through Song Trust. Uh, yeah, and then the non-interactive through Sound Exchange, and then the interactive through DistroKid. <laughs> nice. Wow. Oh, so you use DistroKid? Yeah, I switched to DistroKid. So I was using uh, SoundDrop, and they are not a good company. So mm. <laughs> they got bought by CD Baby, and they literally like two people. They're a fine company. I'm sure they're a great company for doing what they're supposed to do i think actually i just have no idea but basically they it's just it's just really wacky and then i switched over to uh ditto and then uh ditto nashville closed so now i'm on distro kid yeah yeah they were really nice too you've been trying to go local like i mean local ish I, i like that well the thing with ditto was they were like claiming like they were gonna like be more helpful like you know, obviously nobody can off, nobody can guarantee you a playlist, but yeah, acting like you know they were going to represent me more, and you know nothing really came of it, because that was with I think Dolphin and fights and Hey Gigi maybe, and yeah, I mean they both have only received organic streams, so and then and then the company just went under, so wow, <laughs> yeah, they're Nashville branch at least, so yeah, so it goes. I've kind of had trouble with distribution, but. Yeah. It's okay. When y'all like, would y'all look at y'all's like Spotify statistics? Monthly? Not so much. Not so much. Is but that... I'm also like, I don't know. I'm kind of jaded towards it right now. That's fair. If I just put out an album like Yellow, maybe I would care more. Mm-hmm. I'd be like more excited about it. When you're when y'all are releasing songs, like were y'all ever shocked at like what people were drawn to? As opposed to, you know, what your maybe favorite tracks were off off of y'all's records? Hmm. Yes. Yes, definitely. What about you, Ella? <laughs> maybe a little bit. I don't think, um, I think I had heard enough opinions before I was releasing singles that I kind of, I had heard somebody say everything. Like, hmm. um, so... I, the the big one is like I I have one track called Sound and Fury that is like the one that people write about more than others and they're like the crowning jewel of the record and I'm like that's cool it's not my favorite but <laughs> wow like yeah, wow. a lot of people seem to think it's like definitively the best track and I um it's interesting yeah that that's is interesting cool. that they would assume like that, that you would feel that way too or that it, that was like the intention behind it or something. <laughs> I think, Jack, for you, it's going to be really surprising because already you hear people saying, like, having really strong opinions about, like, this is your best song and um, or, like, this is the coolest song. And yeah, I, I feel like 
you're gonna have and it's like completely dependent on just somebody's personality or opinion or whatever it's pretty yeah that's interesting I feel like right now I'm in like a vacuum as far as because I have new songs too and yeah, it's like, like your streams are trash. Like your numbers on Spotify are my, trash. My <laughs> Spotify numbers. Ooh. Are the fun zone. Ooh, man. That's Jack. Dude, what I was most excited about with my Spotify statistics um, was that uh, Spotify called me an influencer because I had like. <laughs> what? Because my playlist had like gotten followed. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I actually don't even have an artist account. I don't even think you can have one. I tried to put out a one. song. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of annoying, really, yeah. Really annoying because it's hard to, like, it's hard to know what it's going to look like when the song comes out. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of a bummer. That's so true. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. And your first single is the one that, like, at least for me and for Grant and for some of my other friends, it's, like, the one that gets the most recognition. Yeah. Which I just because since it was my first song I put out in a long time, that it like people were more attracted to it, and that's what gave it that edge that like sent it flying into the algorithmic sky, you know, and right. got put on Discover Weekly because that's what happened with Grant and with me. And I was like, well, you know, no matter what, like even if you if you put out a, a song a couple months after another song, there's just less cold audience people going to click on it, even if it's a better song. Um, but now that I've been on TikTok for a while and I've been kind of studying their algorithm, now I'm kind of wondering if Spotify is giving you more success on your first single as a way to like kind of rope you in to um, using their, their streaming yeah. and like caring about it. So TikTok, when you first create an account, yeah, your first few videos get a really good reach and then pretty soon yeah. you settle into a normal – uh, a normal reach that feels a little bit more like I'd say most people I know get like 200 to 300, maybe even 100 uh, views per video. Mm -hmm. But your first few, like you get a ton of comments and you feel really cool and you're like, Oh, I'm a hot shot. You know, I'm going to, going to kill it on this app. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, totally. So anyway, now I'm kind of wondering that about Spotify, just something, that could be an interesting reason why people's first song does so well. Yeah. If they're giving it more juice. More juice. That's so interesting. I don't know. I don't know. It, yeah, it is interesting. And it, and it, oh, Jack, you have your hand raised? <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I'm very I've lowered your hand. With, I'm ex inexperienced with Zoom. So How do you do that? This button called raise hand. <laughs> and I clicked it. It tells me it's like Jack has raised her hand. Oh, perfect. And now I can lower it now that I've called on you. Oh, yes, okay. Jack. <laughs> can I raise my hand in real life? No, you're gonna need to do it on the app. <laughs> it looks like you don't have any fingers because of light. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you look like the Walker ghost. <laughs> freeze, freeze. Where are you right now? Are you in a a game closet? I am. I'm in the toy closet. It's the only place left. So, this is where I am because you know my dad I, teaches middle school. My sister does therapy sessions both from home now over zoom just you know because yeah. of covid so we play like, right now what'd you say can we play one of those games right now so actually the more interesting thing is right here i've got a stack of barbies 
No. Yeah, here's Baywatch Ken. Oh no. I, my, I think my mom's trying to sell these. We found these at my grandmother's house. That it maybe is like gifts she had bought but never given to anyone. Oh, that's oh. so. But I mean, they're really old, and apparently they're worth a little bit of money. Wow. My first tea party, Barbie. Barbie's ready for tea. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I want to go back, Jack, to your question about the notebook. I'm curious to know oh, yeah. what is it like when you, for you when you start a new notebook? Man, I think it does something to me mentally. I don't, I don't know. I think I'm excited, but I'm also... I also think about all the other times that I've started notebooks. Yeah. I <laughs> I keep I keep several notebooks at a time for a couple of reasons. One because I think I just I can't find a notebook and and I'm like I have to get this idea down immediately. Which is actually true if I want it to survive. So I'll just, you know, start another one, but I've been a little bit better about it. This uh this moleskin with dots, I'm a big fan of dots. Um, just for me, this cool. is more like uh, my sort of to-do list, and I've got you know stuff down, and then I'll scratch it off, and that just feels like this is my like structured brain. It even is like a sharper notebook, like there's no bins. It's hardback. Whoa. Um, and then I've got for a long time, I've been using these guys. And it says brilliant ideas on the front. And on the inside, I think it says girl boss, which nice. is, yeah, quite ah, a, that's great. Yeah. But this is more my like journal. I don't ever screenshot that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't ever, uh, Dear I don't ever like song write in it. I do a lot of, um, personal journaling, and then oftentimes it turns into uh, stream of conscious writing. Like I will, you know, rhyme or find. And then, okay, sick. Got to start doing this. You get those G two pens. Get yourself a point five, and then a ten, which I think means actually one millimeter, and then half a millimeter hmm. uh, for the ballpoint. And then go write down what you want with a point five, and then go back. Find the stuff you love. Yeah. And then essentially you're bolding it. It's, I, I'm not a super structured person, but I don't think I'll ever stop doing that. That's cool. That's a good idea. It's That's so, awesome. wow. like, even, and I'm afraid to open on any pages because you just never know. But like, that's kind of what my notebook looks like. <laughs> I'll give you another flash. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Because I have no idea what It's this a perfect is. amount of blurry. Oh, this is, this is Ella, Ella's drawing. Cool. It's a <laughs> cool. It's a, no, I like it. She looks at your face and doesn't look down at her paper. Oh yeah, I've seen her do that. That's really fun. Ella, I, like I know, you, I know you have a philosophy on notebooks, even if yeah. you don't call it that. It's cool to hear yours. Your questions were too specific to to not come from like experience. You know, mm. That's, you're right. I was like, ask about me. <laughs> yeah well, i think opening and like starting a new notebook is so exciting and it feels to me always like the beginning of a new era because it's like to i 
I do generally one notebook at a time and it's like specifically right now I'm working on this but I like to keep the influence of everything else that I'm learning like in my life at the time thinking about like I for for me everything that's going on right now will somehow play into like the project that I'm writing right now and so I like to keep it all in the same place so that as I'm like like ruminating on something um it somehow like develops into a part of the project it anyway um yeah. but yeah I always start I never write on the first page of a notebook do you guys do you feel that I never write on the first page is hmm. that you, know, you guys use the first page? I write on the first page um let me see I write side. my name yeah okay yeah that's cool oh and I'll draw is it blank on the yeah. on second page I write like a note to, I write a letter to myself pretty much oh <laughs> um, I love that oh, so no. that so that when I'm like farther along in the in the whatever project I'm working on and like feel a little bit lost I like go back to the first letter and I'm like okay my focus at the beginning of this was this and this and this I think I've sent you guys a, a picture of one of those before because sometimes they're hilarious to like go back um and look at it's almost like a love letter and like a focus and like a vision statement all at the beginning of it. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting. I love, I love starting a new notebook. When you, do y'all do, yeah, like it's like journaling. For me, I'm writing, I'm writing down a lot of like lists and like goals and kind of expectations. That's more what I do inside of a notebook. Do y'all do any of that or is it more just writing um you know journaling and free verse i got that's what my two notebooks are for so you have two oh right so one basically both of y'all in one person wow i never thought about like that you know that's no that's just not true at all otherwise i'd be so much cooler and better oh yeah right that's so true you would be oh gosh um freeze (laughs) Wait, Ellie, you have to answer that question, but I have to ask, Freeze, do we really have only nine minutes left? We do, but we're going to do a second meeting after this. Oh. You only have 40 minutes on a Zoom call now. Oh, and that was that was because it was so late? Um, it's because you have to pay money on Zoom to do more than two people for more than 40 minutes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, but it's all good. It's all good. We can do another one. And it gives us a good chance to uh, have a five-minute break, and then we reassess. We break into the even heavier questions. So what I want to know, here's, here's, a que- here's what I'm curious about. In terms of, like, making goals and, uh, like, lists and stuff, do y'all have, like, a specific game plan for, like, 2021 or even, like, 2025? Do y'all think that far ahead? Because I don't – I personally don't have – any, like I have no at most I can kind of have a vague idea of what I want to get done in 2021 that's it for me I'm the same yeah I just want to play shows that's my only goal for 2021 is to actually get to play oh Dream <laughs> yeah right to play your album for the first time for like well since it came out to a live audience yeah I want to be able to do 
do my album release tour the next year. Oh my gosh, yeah. And that's that's pretty interesting. You know, I mean, obviously it's first and foremost a total bummer and drag, but like, you know, maybe there will be some sort of interesting conclusion that comes from like giving people more time to listen to the record before touring it, where it's like they'll actually have an opportunity to be pretty familiar with it. That yeah, is so true. There is that. Oh. About you, Jack, 21, 2025? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty future-oriented. That, that was a good question for me. Probably the least, like, plan-oriented, other than, like, you were talking about the vague plans. I have those two for 2021, but I think it's more vague now than it ever has been before, just because mm. of of the season that we're in. Yeah. But then also, like, I do, I have, like, steps, very clear steps ahead of me, you know, so it's less, like, um, I don't know, I guess I don't, oh, man, I, I think I just gave you a non-answer, but I'm also comfortable <gasps> with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a non-answer. Do you, um, I mean, obviously for you, you've got specific goals with your album, which is going to be, what, what, is there like a set release date for that? No. Cool. No, that, I mean. Do you, don't you have to do that with Kickstarter? Give like a specific date? Uh, you don't. You give people a month for which uh, the record is going to be like in their hands. Right. So, so I guess that doesn't give me a certain release date, but what is probably going to happen is people are going to have the record in their hands before it's on Spotify. Whoa, no way. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, and that, that might really throw my statistics or, you know, my like streams or whatever, but and that's kind of what Wakelow did. I've just like, I, what I want to do is I want to respect the people that gave to my Kickstarter, but also respect the process that is releasing music in a in a in a you know beneficial way for for me which is which means you know singles maybe doing like uh combining you know a four single thing into like a tiny ep that's what i've thought about that but i do i want to because august 2021 is what and I know that's really far away. I'd like to keep to that for finish, you know, getting my Kickstarter people, their packages. But also I- Did you say April? August. August, sorry, my phone started going crazy. Uh, oh. August, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, and it's, it's so that's a long time ago, away. Um, yeah. But I also know that they'll probably be understanding if I send everybody a sweet message and explain myself sure but that feels totally. that feels still very doable even with like there have been a couple things that have really affected the timeline of the record um hmm. that were out of you know out of my control yeah but i i feel strongly about um just kind of the factors that i'm dealing with when i'm releasing a record and keeping an eye on that do you feel like that's one of the risks that doing a Kickstarter, you know, contains, which is that you're promising yeah. a release and a release date for you're all at the, near the beginning of an artistic project. 
and you're kind of giving people like a an end date for when it will be completed that's a hard thing to deliver yeah i mean i guess i think it's good for me because you know me i'll i'll be doing the same thing for forever uh as in no that sounds crazy but i mean like i'll I'll be prepping for this project for forever unless unless i've got a deadline yeah it's good so to have that's deadlines. good yeah it's good for me but yeah and some people i think there is a risk with kickstarter like i know that there are some people that would be really frustrated um there's you know not very many people will be frustrated that you didn't give them the record the month that you told them to but far and away the majority of the people that are supporting you and your project and your album want you to get it right and i just i yeah i'm i don't think i'm too worried yeah but in the same you know there's that other thing i was talking about is like respecting people's expectations and i want to be kind yeah yeah um, let's take a quick break. I'm going to send y'all a new link and I'll see y'all on the other side. Commercial break. Commercial break. Hey, um, okay. So Jack, you were just talking about, uh, Kickstarter. You were just talking about Kickstarter. I, I have one more question relating to that for Jack and Ella, who both have had very successful Kickstarters, um, that they, that they have recently, uh, completed. Do y'all think Kickstarter is the way of the future do you think do you, do you think that everyone should do kickstarters and it's like your fans are your label now and that's just how it should or, or is it like every artist should consider it for one album or like you know what i mean like like what do you think the relationship is with with kickstarter in the music industry you encourage everyone to do it i want to hear what ella says what you got I wouldn't encourage everyone to do it. I don't know. Now is especially difficult because like artists especially need extra finances now if they're going to create, but also the, the whole Kickstarter field is like super saturated now. <laughs> like we all know a ton of people who have done them this year. Um, right. Which can like become a strain if you like feel like you have to support all of these and you want to you know but um right. it's also it's like also serious work it really is it's crazy um how intense they are and some people i think if there's an if you have a financial alternative it's worth not i i don't know i also think it's amazing and i had an incredible experience and um, and part of me thinks if like Bono or Jacob Collier or somebody huge who doesn't need to do that, if they did a Kickstarter, it would be incredible. Like then you would get to be a part of their project. And mm -hmm. I don't know. If it's the, a question freeze. I don't, I have no idea. If the rewards are actually as valuable as you're paying, like paying for them to be, yeah. then in that sense, it's really just a transaction and, and, and you're, yeah. you're pre- ordering this package of merch and exclusive merch and i mean in a sense that's something that's always existed if i went on Daw's website i could probably buy like a signed poster and a t-shirt you know mm -hmm. and i can also join people's paywall patreons you know 
but um, yeah, I mean, in in a different sense. So if it is coming out of charity, like in the way you're kind of portraying, like having a lot of friends doing it and feeling like you need you want and need to support them, um, mm-hmm. then it can be it's it's kind of a different thing. Would would y'all consider? you know, two, three years from now doing another one? Because, because and, and for context also, uh, you know, if we want to talk, like the Arcadian Wild, who we're all big fans of and friends with and uh, e- even married to, um, they've done like three and they've all been successful. So like, I'd, I'd also be interested to talk to them about this sometime, but like, yeah, would y'all be interested in doing it again in a few years? I think so. I think, um, I think, it was hard um, mentally to just go through the process of starting uh, and then, I mean, starting to build the creation that is the Kickstarter. And then, like, the months of launching it was also difficult. So I wouldn't, I don't know if I would really look forward to it. But obviously, I mean, it's making my record right now. Yeah. I also think with like Ta, I I think what's so great about their Kickstarters is that the first one, you know, uh, the first one you do, a lot of your friends are supporting you, and that's what happened to me too. But I think what's made their process of Kickstarter so sustainable and also, um, just really, I don't know. I I feel like what is because the people that are supporting that record aren't the, you know, it's not like you're sort of like draining your friends because <laughs> they, right. they really, their fan base has just grown and grown and grown. And so each Kickstarter, it feels like they now have like a new base of people that this like is new to. And, and I guess as a friend, <laughs> for me, I feel like less responsible for right. like yeah. carrying and and also like uh, posting about their Kickstarter. I mean, I will, and obviously, I want to be there for them. But it's it's also, I think, the way that they've done it is it really is like their fan base. I think really wants it. Yeah, That's and so. not to say that like if I did one tomorrow, that people wouldn't also be excited about it but i think that i think there probably is like a respectful timeline to do a kickstarter and to ask for support freeze what you said about like pre-orders with dawes i would love i mean someday if i did a kickstarter or something like it for it to be more more that more transactional and be like it would be less less of a finance the record and more like pre-order the record because i you know you use that language right when you're when you're talking about kickstarter but really making it more about the fans i think is the goal in the Mm -hmm. end and and i mean i would love to be able to have enough money to make phenomenal records but i think that i'm pretty far from that for now so i needed to do it Right. Well, when I, you know, I did a Kickstarter in 2017, like January 2017. Yeah. And it was my, my idea at the time was that I would kickstart this album 
and that album would kickstart my career and then I would never mm -hmm. look back and in the future when I needed funding I would never have to do a kickstarter again because I would be making you know in some ambiguous way be making enough money um yeah. to do that With and like I, yeah and that's just not been the reality so I guess the question is is kickstarter like a sustainable thing or like if you can avoid doing it for for whatever reason even if that's like doing a patreon or doing like just selling a successfully like selling tickets or you know your paintings or whatever it is like doing some you know what i mean like like is or can kickstarter just be like something that everyone does and it's just like i don't know that's just interesting that's interesting i think it's time for you to do one yeah if there was a freeze kickstarter it would be crazy i appreciate you saying that if if i i've been thinking about it and i just don't know i just don't i go back and forth i go back and forth honestly and i've heard a lot of different opinions on it so i've been think you know i wanted to get y'all's because y'all have both done them and very yeah. successfully you know no i'm i i think i think that the world is ready for another one I think that the people that are listening to your music, I think there's so many more people that are ready to give to freezeism. <laughs> well, what about so. what about that versus like a Patreon? Do you think those people would rather pay five bucks a month and get like exclusive free stuff and be on a freeze Discord and be a part of a community that's like more long lasting than like a one off transaction? Have y'all ever considered doing a Patreon? I just realized that if Freeze, if you get a Discord, you're gonna call it the Fun Zone, and we won't be the Fun Zone anymore. Yeah, so we're we're going with a no. It's a no. Yeah. Dang, dang. Yep. <laughs> Definitely respect that. Definitely respect that. Um, <laughs> what do y'all think? How genuine question? How do artists make money anymore without a record label just giving you the money? Which that in of itself is just some sort of advance that you make back so that's not even really making money that's like a loan yeah in my, in my, if, if we're on the same page with that so how do artists make money how do how do how would any of us three or anyone support themselves as an artist is, is, a, is my question it's supposed to be tour and merchandise now touring mm -hmm. touring and merchandise i mean like when we were in classes a couple years ago that's what they told that's what everybody told us like that Obviously, it's not going to be the actual music anymore, um, unless you're crazy big. Um, right. But, but touring and then and merchandise. But that's yeah. like not super helpful right now. Obviously. <laughs> right. Right. I agree. Yeah. Well, what about? I mean, I think Patreon's got a real contender. And it, yeah. Yeah. I I just think I'm not the person to ask about Patreon, but I think it's. I've been thinking about it. Yeah creating a community you know it's sustainable it's like monthly you know like subscription yeah. which is what a lot of like applications seems to be moving towards whether they're like uh social media dating apps and streaming services and you know there's so many things that people pay monthly for now um yeah but but yeah i i've always thought it is and then there's, and I guess another, another one would be maybe monetization, um, like YouTube, um, getting paid for streams with ads, you know, oh, yeah. 
or There's or through so sponsorship much. through sponsorship like on TikTok or in Instagram if you're like sponsored like an influencer mm-hmm. um you know maybe that's like a way that people make money the YouTube monetization is so so hard to get into really why is that well just like just an entrance to YouTube monetization I think you've got to be making so many videos you, and and it is true, like the numbers just to get in the door, to start getting monetized and getting, um, like even an official account. I just I was looking at those the other day and I was like, wow, I'm probably like a tenth of the way there, and it has to be consistent too. A tenth it of the way on be, YouTube. Yeah, it can't be like this. All the streams that you got from that YouTube video you did in 2017, you know, you went like semi-viral. Mm-hmm. It, it's like not me it has, it's it's such a consistent thing but then you're like thinking about like your patreon i wonder if that would be in some ways the same amount of work i know that patreon is you have to be you know making content all the time i wonder right. yeah monetization on youtube i was really interested in that and then just dropped because yeah. i don't know Right. It it seems as if it, it's just frustrating. It, it's frustrating because it seems like a lot of the traditional ways to make money or make it as in a career um, for anyone, even you could even expand this outside of the music industry, but you know, the traditional ways to like make money and survive are gone. And then mm-hmm. the alternative ways that we like think exist are almost like fictitious, you know, like you're like, Oh, you could be a YouTuber, but then you're like, well, that actually doesn't, work out or it's like I could drive for Uber but then I don't have health insurance or something you know what I mean it's like it's like there's this catch it's like it's not actually like a new and exciting alternative a lot of the times it's like I don't know I just think that's it's it's frustrating and that's why I wanted to genuinely ask y'all if there is what you guys do think like about how to make money in the industry wow dude this is crazy just thinking about it all of a sudden right now I yeah, think my, <laughs> my belief is in like my hope is in touring I think automatically Ooh. I don't even really think about it I just expect like that's my expectation right same um, same same but clearly right now we have to like be creative <laughs> the first and I'll say the frustrating thing with patreon is that or, or I think what holds me back from doing it is it like Jack said, you really have to be creating a lot of content to do that. You're hiding that content behind a paywall. And it yeah. seems like at the beginning of your career, you want to get as much exposure as possible. So it almost yeah. seems like to limit yourself to like, okay, Patreon, it's like, okay, okay, we're all going to, I'm just going to make art for y'all now. And then it's like, yeah. oh, you like, am I going to peak my career and just have like 20 fans? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you can do both, but it's a lot of hard work. And I've only personally seen like, there is one Patreon that I'm like literally about to sign up for this week because it's like a podcast I really like and they do like bonus episodes. Um, cool. And I've seen, and I'm just like, Oh, this is a really successful way, really easy way to like do both. And I'm like a genuine fan because I get a new podcast once a week, but then also they do one on Patreon every week too. So Who's that? what podcast is that? It's called podcast, but outside and uh, they are on the streets of LA and they just talk to different people and they're two not, I don't want to say comedians because that gives you the wrong impression. Like they're like, Hey bucko. And they're like 
think they're really funny, but it's just two like young, kind of like one's pretty popular on TikTok and they just kind of talk to people. And sometimes it's genuine, sometimes it's funny. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Jack, I hope I didn't bum you out too much, man. I honestly was about to say that you did. <laughs> Dang, dude. Dang. I feel, and I feel, I don't know. I guess whenever I'm talking about this, I want to be like hopeful for yeah. other people who are trying to do what we're doing. So I think in, I think like my knee jerk reaction is to like not talk about it right now and like to be like, Shh, don't tell anyone that it's hard for us. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is like i don't know i think i say that now because um i think what you're saying is really important and i wish that there was like some answer but then like ella i think i'm on the same page as her that you know i'm just gonna get a job right now and and you know hope for the future yeah. but that to me that sounds like uh in my head it sounds like a defeat it sounds like right now like we're admitting defeat which isn't true because i think the three of us will be making music for the rest of our lives and and you know soon we'll be financially dependent on on exclusively that cool and i say that but even in the context of this conversation we're like are we sure (laughs) And I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It, it, you were right about the hard hitting questions, dude. Yeah. yeah. Second. Yeah. Put it in the second half. Act two, baby. Um. Yeah. Well, I just know that y'all, y'all are two very well informed people who I know think about this a lot. So that's why I wanted to ask you some of these questions. But, you know, there is a little bit of un- uncertainty, and part of what we do as artists and part of why we've all three been able to keep doing is because we walk out. We just walk out on that limb and uh, yeah, trust that it's going to keep going. And it, and it has, and I've seen both of y'all accomplish a lot of success in your careers. So if you keep holding on to that dream, I think that you can do anything and uh, you know, so don't lose hope. Yeah. Also, I I keep thinking back to like our mentors who were making music in the eighties and you know, in some ways they're, you know, CDs were $20, but they didn't have the framework and maybe the community that we do of people on the ground running, you know, kind of yeah. in a lot of ways, their only hope was to get signed. And then if you didn't, you, you, you know, led worship or, were you know like hopped from train to train and made music because you love it which in a way that sort of feels like what we're doing right yeah but i think the goal right now is just to not feel alone um in our journey and i i definitely don't so there is that like even with what you're talking about right now at least you know i get to talk about it with you sure yeah I just keep saying, you know, we're going to be making music for the rest of our lives. And even with like rejection and disappointments um, at, at Katy Perry, I'm just kidding. Um, even with that, I'm just like, I can just stare into the camera and say, you know, we carry on and people have been doing this for forever and we just get to live 
in their shadows. Yeah, I think that's true. And, and I think that being, hopefully, by being a little transparent about the situation, we can work for a better future too, because there are ways to fix a lot of these things. You know, we're just living in a current transitional time right now where like things are just changing and we haven't quite figured it out. And I mean, I even saw yesterday that like that there's like 49 like people in government. I think it was like congressional. I don't know, but they're like coming after Facebook, trying to split up. They can like contract, like legally make Facebook sell Instagram and WhatsApp. And it's like these mega corporations like get broken up and like the people get more power and we can like advocate for stuff, you know, People are making more more money per stream, and you know, there's just ways that yeah that, that that people can be supported more, that musicians can be supported more, and uh, and on top of that, yeah, just I think that maybe whereas people used to a record label give them a bunch of money, and then they would pay their rent and pay for their groceries. Now it's like you run your own merch website, and you might maybe have a Patreon, and you mainly maybe you get some streams, and you get on a playlist, and you you know, it's just. You got to be a little more crafty now and and have a bunch of um, different ways that you're creating income and also creating as a creator, you know, creating art and creating content or whatever you want to call it, you know. I think that's why so many, even of our heroes who are still in the game are like on social media and also touring so much and making music and just doing so many different things, you know. You got anything, Ella? I think it's crazy that we get to be artists. I think it's really special. I don't know. It's crazy to me all the time when artists make, like I was talking to somebody who is a, an illustrator and does wood carvings. And I was talking to him about possibly doing a poster for my record and he told me what it would cost and it was like way way out of my budget and I just thought I was just like man that is so awesome that you can charge that for yeah your art and for yeah. and it's so I feel so lucky to be at a, like a time in the world and the space that like the location that we're at where we can even even when there are like extra struggles like there are for us right now we are still all three of us primarily devoted to making our art and yeah. that's so cool it's so it's cool, cool. And, um a lot of times I guess it means like either working other jobs as well or um or living in a in a place that we can afford that's not as great as where we want to be what whatever it is yeah yeah <laughs> like we're we're making compromises in order to to pursue the art that we're pursuing but it's still so special that we get to do it and um yeah I Jack you're so right that that being in this boat with other people that we admire and care about is really helpful and yeah, it's crazy. We're crazy. crazy. We're some Everybody. crazy cats. Yeah. You got to be a little crazy to do it. Yeah. <laughs> if there was, if it was a big industry with a lot of money, then who knows why you'd do it? You know, it's like, 
Yeah. But when you give up everything to, to follow a dream, that's when you know you're serious. And yeah. it's like alchemy and you're losing all the things that you don't need to hang on to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you get that gold. You turn, yeah. you turn, you turn into gold, a heart, heart made of gold. <laughs> well, cool, y'all. Uh, you know, I appreciate y'all coming on and talking with me. I guess we were about towards the end of the episode, unless uh, you got anything else you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I have a question, Freeze, for you. What's up? Um, if if you were in an alternate universe where you were half one animal, half Nordesti fries as Alexa. Have you ever heard Alexa say your name? Hi, Nordesti fries. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you were half an animal and half Nordic trees and half uh, an inanimate object, it can be three halves because it's an alternate universe where everything is 150%. One <laughs> yeah. Well, um, half again as much. Half, is that, have you heard that phrase? Half again as much? Oh, yeah. um, what, uh, what, what animal and inanimate object would be part of you? I'd be a puppy dog and a racquetball. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. And then bounce around. Mountain all the time. (laughs) That's adorable. (laughs) That's great. That's all I want. Yeah, that's easy. I'm going on a date with uh, with with uh, the woman on Jack Thompson's shirt tonight. An actual date? 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 I don't know. That's what it's called. Wait, who said date? She did, and I did. Whoa. Dude, you can't do that. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Friends can't date. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, this is great. This is the opening of a romantic comedy. I mean, that's true. Wow. I think we're going to go to, have you ever heard of this place? I've been looking at places on Yelp. If y'all have any recommendations, I found a place called Etc. That looks pretty <gasps> interesting. Have y'all been there? <laughs> yeah. Is it good? Yeah, I think so. No? Is it uh, not the vibe? No, it is. It's totally the vibe. It's totally the vibe. really good reviews. I'm excited for you. Cool. Hey, um, you guys should, since you're both so good at this kind of thing, the best date ever for, for the two of you would be if you took Instagram dares <laughs> together. That's true. That would be fun. That's actually not a bad idea. In fact, I'd say it's a good idea. Wait, I want to know how serious you are. Freeze, are you serious about this being a date? Um, you know. Or are you <laughs> saying that for entertainment purposes? It is It is a date. I mean, we're going to a nice restaurant. I'm paying for it. Um, wow. That is I don't, so exciting. Neither one of us are willing to state how real it is or not. She's also been pressed. Um, so... I guess we'll see. I didn't hear that last bit because um, Siri was talking to me. Was it? It exciting? said, "I cannot play." Guys, <laughs> thanks y'all for coming on the fun zone. This has been awesome. I'm gonna end the episode, but uh, we can keep chatting afterwards if you want. Okay. I love y'all, and uh, <laughs> for anyone, it's so funny over there. I just like. When I asked you to repeat yourself, I said the word S-I-R-I. And you just were like this. 
again. <laughs> and so, and then the next thing I heard was, all right, guys, it's been great. <laughs> I was like, this is, like, it seems like you're keeping something from me, but it's okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll have to listen later. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> hey, um, thank you everybody for, for joining us at Fun Zone. Uh, this has been Nordista Freeze here with Jack Thompson and Ella Mine. You can support Ella Mine at ellamine.music on Instagram is where you can keep up with her music and Jack Thompson at Jack Thompson Music. Is that right? Mm-hmm. On Instagram. Without a K, just J-A-C. My name is Nordista Freeze. Um, it's too late to support Jack and Ella's albums because they have already been fully funded. But if you Venmo them uh, some money, maybe they can still get you in. Um, merch, merch, merch sale on my website. Yeah, merch, yeah, merch sale Ella's on Ella's merch. website. Discount. Um, let's defy the odds. Let's defy what Jack's saying and let's get monetized. So please like and subscribe. Prove Jack and, wrong. Prove, and prove wrong. Jack wrong. <laughs> I'm going to get monetized. So uh, if you want to support an independent artist who lives with his family, uh, consider liking and subscribing and follow me on Instagram as well. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. I I love you all so much. Thank you for joining me. This has been Fun Zone.